0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details.
0: Celia Chronicles is a Bia Chronicles production. Mina, you, you talked about being sort of sad to be at the end of it. I was wondering how you're feeling about Morocco being out of it as well. I know you've really enjoyed their, their run to to reach the semi-final.
1: It's always really nice when you have like a team that you would never expect to get there. Mm-hmm. And also, there's sometimes when you have a team that just plays really poorly so you think they're there because, you know, like they've done it and well done to them. But I actually think Morocco played well. Um, people mm-hmm. were comparing them to Greece at the time. And I was like, no, that's that's pretty harsh. Like, But I also understand that because they spent a lot of their time obviously defending, right? And it was that masterful defense and then getting a goal when they could and then it was back to defending. And interestingly enough, when they chose not to do that and tried to have the possession and play their game, they ended up losing two nil to France, you know? Which just led me to to the realization that Allegri is the perfect coach.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, every conversation with Mina eventually finds its way back to Allegri. And a compliment for him. You know, it's
1: it's hilarious because France was so good, yeah? In the sense that they're just very much like, we're going to take our chances. You have the ball. Let's see what you can do because we're pretty sure we can defend against it, you know? Hugo Mm -hmm. Lloris, like, managed such amazing, like, saves. There was obviously, like, not enough quality in Morocco's attacks. But in my head, I'm like, yup, you know? little possession, a little bit like Japan, scoring your chances when you're supposed to and wham, bam, and that's Allegri's football. And it's winning. It was winning. <laughs> you know, they reached the semi-finals and now France has gone to the final.
0: I mean, look, I, I think it's worth saying on Morocco, the fact that this game felt as close as it did for as long as it did to me was extraordinary. They start the game with missing, obviously, sort of one of their starting centre-backs and it's Immediately obvious that Romain Seis is not going to make it. Like he is so far off the pace, and and it's exposed on that first goal. Perhaps he should never have started. Yeah. The thing is that that sort of highlights something, which is the reason I'm sure that Riguagri is so desperate not to to drop him, wants to give him every chance to play, is because because you are up against a team of superstars and you don't have the depth that they do. You know, France can say, oh no, we've lost Uber Meccano. Here's Kanate, who was brilliant, by the way. Morocco are already sort of trying to overcome a, a talent gulf and and then being told you're going to miss all these defenders. I understand trying to hang on, but you know, Saiz is exposed in the first goal and has to come off. So then you're missing both your starting centre-facts. Masraoui only makes it to halftime. Honestly, like all of those details, and then you've got Teo scoring after five minutes. I thought this was going to be a, a bloodbath. I thought this was going to be like 4-0 yeah. or something. And it wasn't at all. And um, so, I, I, you know, I don't want to say it and like it can sound patronizing, can't it? When you're sort of saying to the underdog, oh, you did your best and you went out well. Here's your pat on the head. But I thought they were great. And, and I thought they even to the end defied my expectations of what they could do. And yeah, it was, it was a, a much better semi final than I thought it was going to be after five minutes.
1: Yeah, I think if there's I mean, William Drograki has been such a brilliant like coach throughout this tournament. He's really made the right decisions. And I guess on this one it's like emotional, like you would want your your players available even if they're not at the top level. And you're right, it is about depth, you know? What is crazy about France is that they've reached the final with relative ears, to be honest with you. And they haven't even had like five of their best players available, you know? Yeah. They're they're playing without the ballon d'or man in in and obviously Korean Benzema. There's no Paul Pogba, there's no Kante, there's no Hernandez's brother, Lucas Hernandez. There's no, I mean, it's it's amazing to me how this team has such depth, but more than that, it's that mentality of, we don't need to be very good, we're just going to win it anyway. And Mm -hmm. like a lot of people were saying about France and England, and there was just this belief in me that regardless of how well England played, regardless of however well their opponents have played, France has always been able to just, get the goal that they need to win the game. They're just clinically efficient to have managed this game. But I know that with a lot of Morocco, with everyone, what they were saying about Morocco was that it is the underdog story and obviously they got there with defending. But this is, it was nice of them to have gone out showing us what they can do. It was really good football. Amrabat has been amazing in midfield, quite clearly, probably the best midfielder that we've seen. Griezmann as well, I mean, has been sensational just in attack and, and defence. It's
0: not, it's not a raised Luka Modric, hang on, but um, Emrebat has been very good.
1: <laughs> yes, and of course, Luka yes, yes, you're right. I guess it's a different role maybe, but yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there are so many different examples actually of great midfielders as well, but it was actually a good... A good game. They play they play good football. And I and I when they went out, they were disappointed. It wasn't like, oh, it was so good that we reached this far and accepted it. No, they were really genuinely upset. about said, I'm I know I'll get over it, but right now I just feel really bitter. Which goes to show you that psychologically something might have shifted and they genuinely believe in themselves and that could well, hopefully that stands us in good stead for, you know, future World Cups if more and more countries that perhaps aren't usually used to reaching the top four do, and actually go out there and do something special. So we're not always with the same teams reaching the finals.
0: Absolutely. But let's look at the teams who who have made the final this time. It is Argentina and France. In the end, it's definitely one of those sort of I don't know what the right way to frame it is. It's it's like a, a proper like headline acts final, isn't it? It's like at the end of the of the show when you've had the support acts, like, you want the superstars and and they are the superstars. You've got the Leo Messi against Mbappe finalist. So it's a great final for PSG's brand um, as well. Honey, mm-hmm. with those players being the, the star names. Well, I, I'm curious to see if they are the most important players in that final. I think Argentina, for me, the big story of their semi final, and I think perhaps the story that had been underappreciated getting into the semi final. Not that Messi wasn't brilliant, not that he wasn't integral, of course. He scored the penalty and he set up the, the third goal. Um, and, and his work on the third goal is, is astonishing. The more times you watch it, the more you see about it. I mean, actually, it's not just the work he does on his dribble and on the ball. But even right at the start of that move, you see him, because Guardiola has, has been assigned to mark him, you see him telling Alvarez to hold Guardiola for a second to create the space for him to start running, to, him to turn and start running so he gets turned around the right way. So even the way he's instructing his teammates is, is part of it. But I do want to sort of highlight Julian Alvarez again, because the difference in that team since he's been in it is huge. This team has scored, I think, 11 of its 14 goals with Alvarez on the pitch and conceded, maybe it's even all of the goals they've conceded him without him on the pitch. He's been so sort of transformative in, Creating that space for Messi and giving a different kind of presence up front, being a, I mean, a number nine, but a certainly a, an expansive number nine who, who gets around the pitch. I think he's absolutely central to them getting this far. And it won't surprise me if he ends up being the star of the final, if Argentina go on to win it alongside Messi.
1: Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content.
0: Sports Social Podcast
1: Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.